uh, and that's probably why I get to go on the river with him so much is because me on my paddleboard uh, uh, at the top of my game is somewhere around the skill level of his 11 year old son learning to kayak. And so, you know, he's motivated <laughs> to take the boys out on the river <laughs> and uh, I get to go along, you know, so. Saturday, June 6th. 2020. Sup everyone, I'm Paul Clark. Sup Paul, welcome to the podcast. It is a beautiful Saturday. The sun is out for now and I'm about to do a river paddleboarding clinic in support of Sawyer Station and Hala Paddleboards, Sawyer Paddles and Oars, you know, just kind of doing my thing, getting people on the water. In this episode of the podcast, however, we're going to have a conversation with my buddy Alan Pace in the Wenatchee River Valley. I was up there a couple of weeks ago and I was exhausted. I hadn't been paddling much and I was grumpy. I kept on falling off. I didn't have the energy to do lap after lap after lap that Alan was doing. So I'm always impressed by what he does. We've done a multi-day trip together on the lower Salmon River in Idaho. He's shown me all the lines at all the water levels of the Wenatchee running from Leavenworth to Kashmir. We've paddled on the Metau together. Blah, blah, blah. In this episode, we're talking to him about fitness, talking about the Wenatchee River, especially Rodeo Hole, one of his favorite waves, and paddleboarding design. So enjoy the ride, and without further ado, Alan Pace. So, Alan, I want to apologize right off the bat. The last time I was in the Wenatchee a couple of weeks ago, you were full of energy. You were smiling. You were surfing. You were looking for lap after lap after lap of the rising Wenatchee River, where I was just grumpy and tired, and I realized that I am out of shape. So you inspired me to get back on the water and I'm, I've been training, I've been getting laps and I feel a lot better with both my paddling and myself. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, you weren't too grumpy. You, you, uh, you were, <laughs> you, you just had one moment. You just had one moment there. <laughs> when the, been... the fin went to my face. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, a moment for sure. Know, not everybody can handle that moment with with perfect grace. Yeah, well, thank you. I've been uh, getting on the river as much as possible, and uh, it's been a it's been a nice spring out here. I think uh, as far as being in shape, it's just funny to hear somebody uh, praising my fitness. I feel like I have been an ex athlete for a good twenty years now, you know, and uh, and this last year or last six months, really, ever since. Uh, uh, some of my coworkers and friends invited me to a uh, a weight loss. No, you know what? They didn't invite me to the weight loss competition. They, I heard about it, and I said, "Hey, can I join? I'm gonna win. Let me in." You know, and uh, and they said, "Oh, sure." You know, because I was chubby, and uh, and then I said, "No, seriously, I'm gonna win." And they said, "No, oh, that's great. It'll be good for you." And so then I just started like doing what I've done because I used to wrestle and I know how to do it, and. Uh, and then they kind of like just changed the rules and, and just basically ended the whole thing. I, I, I got a little bit irritated, like, hey, that that was like some cash I was going to buy an extra board with or something. And it just was gone. And that was just enough of a spark to be like, what the hell am I doing? I need to get in shape 
just to get in shape. I don't need these stupid weight loss competitions. And so I've just out of spite, I have been in shape or getting in shape. And uh, it's been different as a 41 year old, like a couple things have, <laughs> have changed, you know, one, a friend of mine uh, gave me a really good deal on this old <laughs> Apple watch. And it has rings on it and these like little colorful rings and they fill up the calendar and every day that I get enough exercise and burn enough calories, according to my watch, I get a reward of a little rings and it just fills up the calendar and I haven't missed a day since like last October and it's somehow that little gimmick uh, matters and I will find myself riding my, my little indoor exercise bike at, at 10 or 11 at night trying to get it done before midnight so that I, I can have my little rings uh, at the end of the day, which is absolutely absurd from the perspective <laughs> of a college athlete making fun of people who, uh, who exercise to be in shape, but that's who I am now. And I even take walks, <laughs> um, which is the, was really a big step for me because old people take walks for exercise, you know, walks aren't that fun. And now through the winter on days when the river wasn't up, I will walk to work or I'll just go take a walk and I'll see other <laughs> old people out taking a walk and I'll wave at them like, hey, I see you. <laughs> well, motorcyclists, and, uh, motorcyclists have a wave. Do you have an old person walk through a <laughs> cashmere wave like just to acknowledge like, hey, we're together in this solidarity? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, no, do you, do you, do you lift your... Do you lift your cane or like, how do you acknowledge the others? Well, I do have a cane, like a six foot cane that I use these days to just keep them far away from me when we pass. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You give a little uh, head nod or something or you scurry across the street really early. But that was me in, back in December. Uh, <laughs> just not wanting to be social. You just said. In a, in a text message earlier that, uh, that paddleboarding is saving your life and the Wenatchee is that area where that's being saved. What do you mean by that? Well, that sounds so dramatic. I can't remember the exact context of that, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is true um, on, uh, in, in a way. You know, it's, uh, I think I've, I've struggled to find something that I care enough about to, uh, to really stay active there's a lot of downtime where people are reading books or playing video games and stuff and i'm like man i'm i'm not uh i'm not really feeling this i should be doing something um right now uh that's healthy and exciting and i in this river uh and i moved to this place uh where i live on the wenatchee river without having any real whitewater background and so um i had this this crappy old inflatable paddleboard and i got on the river and uh and and I kind of asked some questions and people said, oh, this is a big, juicy river and it's relatively yeah. safe. Go out and try to stay away from the, any wood on the shores <laughs> and stay in the middle and you'll be okay. And so I, that's like pretty much what I know about a river is you just <laughs> stay in the middle and it's been fun. Um, if, if, if something gets in the way, turn. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I've gotten so just so into it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something where, you know, as the season's coming up, like right now I'm forcing myself to take like a day off at least once a week so that my arm doesn't fall off and I can, I can continue to enjoy it and trying to time it. Like, okay, I need to be a little bit stronger when, when the peak comes and I failed miserably this year because I've been out just probably a little too much. Um, 
and I'll say, well, today's just a, I'm just not going to do a downriver run. I'm just going to do a little park and play today. And then I'll show up before like a gaggle of others will show up and then I'll stick around like an extra 45 minutes after they're gone. And I don't know why I just like, Oh, just one more, just one more. <laughs> and, uh, and then the high point came and I was falling all over the place, uh, you know, and it was, I think it was 16,000 CFS, which is, which is like maybe 80% of, <laughs> of like a good high, a good high point for the season. And it was, it was really fun. And tell tell me about, surfing on the Wenatchee River rodeo hole well that wave first of all like all these waves they seem to change a little bit every year and then every day and so that's what keeps it really really interesting but we have a wave called rodeo hole and it's kind of a hole kind of a wave and it has uh different characteristics at different levels and it's been really really fun this year and when it when the river gets too low and we're right about the low point um right now uh then it kind of goes away but then there's other rivers or other uh, other ways and other places but this thing when it gets up above 10,000 cfs it starts to get like a big boil you have to cross over maybe you can jump off the rock over out in front of it um or go out prone and stand up and it's just been really fun to try you know all the different boards at the different levels and, you know, just trying to surf it. And a few years ago, it was just like, yay, I got on it at this level. And now I'm getting on it more often. You had that wipeout reel of me. I was out <laughs> there last night. Um, I think we were 7,700 CFS and it was a relatively like smooth entry, but um, I was out there and I just was doing the, the kind of, acid drop I, it's hard to call it an acid drop but you know just toss the board out and hop on and uh with the peño and i think i had probably 15 or or 20 surfs and i was probably going like 90 percent um just hopping on their paddle no paddle just getting on it so i feel like i've got that dialed a little little bit and at, at some point uh i actually got the thing to break loose and spin around in a 180 and uh yeah and it and then, grind yeah well yeah pretty much yeah it was like a grind and then i, I didn't know what to do when it was backwards <laughs> as i was like kind of in the foam pile a little bit i was i was backing into the foam pile and i just took another strong stroke and like pulled it back forward the way that it was going and it probably wasn't super pretty but like all these other guys were there with um like longer epoxy boards and i kind of like, hey, did you see that? I kind of looked over. I don't think anybody saw it. Nobody cared. <laughs> they were whooping and hollering at each other when they were, like, turning their boards back and forth and cutting back. And it was cool. I mean, it's impressive that, that they can do that with boards that were that long, you know, because they were hovering the front of, of these. I mean, it was – I was definitely impressed with what they were doing. I'm not much of a hoop or hollerer myself just because I don't <laughs> like the sound of my hoops. Um, but – Maybe they were just retribution, like, oh, he didn't hoop for us. We're not going to hoop for so, him. So, so I, you acid drop in or bomb drop in. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a slight uh, difference between the two. But throw the board in the water and jump after it into the wave. And you did a 360. No, no, well I done. had to come. I, I, I had to come back. So it's actually oh. zero. It was like 180 and then take away 180. You did a yeah. zero. No wonder there was no hooping in Hollywood. I know, I know. <laughs> I was I was stoked though. Um, I thought, yeah, but you know, no no camera, 
no trick. You were working on grinds and you were thinking about the idea of doing a 360 when I was up there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what did you do for a fin configuration and what did you do for bracing? Well, I, I, had, uh, I had those two little short orange fins in the front fin boxes of the Peño. And then I had the stock, what are they, five or six inch fins in the back ones, but I had cut those down to like maybe three, three, uh, inches. And then, um, and then that was it. And that's nothing in the, in the center fin box. And that seemed to, uh, be good enough. Uh, I was talking to Peter who said he has just one single orange fin in the center fin box, which, um, I remember when I tried no fins at all, it was super slick. Um, and maybe I should go back to trying that some more. I j at the higher flows, it was too hard to keep the board pointed forward. But now we're at these slower, lower flows, and maybe I can, I can do that. And things aren't quite as, is, uh, is violent out there. When when board designers are are shaping their equipment for individual waves like Jerry Lopez in the, in the late sixties making surfboards for pipeline, uh, you know, Mike Harvey and, and Zach shape boards for the Salida wave. If you were to, to shape a board for the waves on the Wenatchee, like a rodeo hole, what would you do with the variable, with the variable conditions, the rising flows, surfing river waves with a paddle, how would you make a, a board? Well, for rodeo hole, that's a little tricky because I can actually park and play there. So it might be something a lot like the Peño. Um, maybe, uh, maybe I still feel like just a little more rocker in the back. A lot of boards are pretty straight in the back. But, you know, I, I have not been surfing as, as long as a lot of these people. I don't have much or any of an ocean surfing background. So there's a lot of things maybe I don't know. Like my opinion can probably continue to change uh, if, I, if I'm able to get better at this. But um, what I do know is, you know, coming from just going downriver, I mean, that's what I loved first, going downriver, making it through the rapids. Hey, I stood through that. You know, it's a challenge to stay on your feet with some of these big rapids, and then you get to the next play wave. And so for me, something that you can stand on and go downriver on. I mean, there's so many people, um, not so many this spring, but there's a lot of people, you know, clients on um, rafts, and everybody's out there. And so I always feel like, you know, when I'm going through a big rapid, I'm standing up on the board and I feel like people are watching me. Even if they're not, I just feel like, oh, I, I can't fall down. People are watching me. And so when I go out and do a downriver run on, a, on something like the Peño and I wipe out in, in a big snowblind rapid, I feel like telling everybody, hey, this is not meant to stand on. You know, hey, I'm, I, I could stand on this if I were on, on a bigger board meant for this. But I'm, today is about surfing. I feel like I need to everyone to know that. So like for some reason, uh, yeah, I think finding that perfect balance between going down river and surfing. So to your question, um, I would say, you know, my favorite board has always been the Hala Atcha 86 because it's still, it's big enough to where it can handle a lot of the, the, uh, whitewater, uh, down river stuff, but it's got some good tail rocker in it that helps it. Uh, I think, not enough tail rocker means you're 
stepping on the tail too hard to keep the nose from curling. And then that thing is just getting flushed out because you're pushing the tail into the wave. And so um, the Atcha 86 has worked. Now, I think as I've, as I've progressed, I think I can handle going downriver through big rapids and the smaller boards. Sometimes I stand through big rapids on the Peño, but it's just so much work. My little watch and the rings tell me I burn twice the calories <laughs> doing the when, play When you're run. going down... Your 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 uh, your Apple Watch tells you you're burning twice the calories when you're paddling through Class Three wave trains, big wave trains on a tiny river surfboard. <laughs> yes, yes, and that might be. I've done a lot more stuff on the small board this year, which is maybe why my energy level was low by the time the high high point came. And so the other thing is, is what makes that Peño so so uh, responsive. Uh, when you're surfing is that it's got that tight two inch drop stitch radius there. And, um, it really is, uh, it's a pretty fun board to just be on the wave surfing. You can do a lot with it. I think, you know, especially if you're uh, better than I am. And I think, uh, what you can't do real well though, is, is make mistakes, you know? So going through whitewater, that, that tight radius, whatever is given you, whatever's giving you the control surfing at speed, you know, now you're just going down with the water through the waves, um, through the rapids and any little side, uh, forces are going to catch your rail and just take it out from underneath you. Um, and so it makes it really challenging. Even just coming back across the eddy line after, after surfing, I try and get up on my knees sometimes and you're burying that rail and it's, it's, taking on water so much so i think a, a wider six inch drop stitch is actually kind of helpful when the wave is really rowdy because you get um a lot of weird chunks of water coming at you and they can kind of slide slide through sideways you know it's just more forgiving less less responsive but more forgiving but you know i've got a paddle back there as a as a rudder or a brace and so a big a big marshmallow bouncing along seems to work all right in, in some really rowdy waves. So I think something a little smaller than the eight, six. So <laughs> I always wanted the seven, eight because I was born in 78. So I want a 78 Atcha is what I want. And, uh, lots of rocker and, uh, you know, a nice in between. There's nothing in the, in the lineup that's right in between, uh, the Pino and the 86. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for, and maybe that's what's coming. Is anyone who's not familiar with with river paddleboarding, surfboard shaping, I don't think anybody will understand what you were just talking about. That was definitely this was very lifestyle description of what what uh, the significance of design for your craft is. So we're not we're not doing a 101 here by any means. This is certainly <laughs> uh, this is this is going for a master's degree in in running rivers with Alan Pace. You're closing at rings to stay in shape. You're hitting these rivers, surfing. What about multi-day trips? That's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, for me, you know, I'm a teacher, so I have the summer off. So that would be, a, you know, a way to get back out on the river in the middle of the summer. And so, um, you know, I've been doing the lower salmon. And, uh, 
that still doesn't require a permit, which makes it pretty easy to get out there. And there's some big rapids, but it's pool and drop. So you have, you know, all this time just cruising along with your friends and then, you know, oh, there's a rapid, maybe we should scout it. Um, oh, maybe, maybe we, maybe we forgot to pull over to scout it, but, um, you know, backpacking gear, keep it, keep it light. And, uh, you know, do the rapid and then just hang out. I mean, it's warm. You don't have a wetsuit. There's uh, sandy beaches everywhere. And on the lower salmon in Idaho. Yeah, this is the lower salmon in Idaho. It's a, it's a pretty good one for it. I don't want to just say go do it because, you know, you get out in some remote areas and maybe some of those rapids are a little consequential, but it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's big water. You're not going to fall on rocks unless you paddle at them in the wrong place. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, that trip I've done a couple of times with a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm really lucky to have uh, a friend, uh, Darren Albright, who is, uh, extremely experienced in, in whitewater kayaking and rafting and all this stuff. I mean, he, he is kind of, uh, you know, he doesn't talk this way, but he's kind of a, a legend wins a lot of uh, kayak class five downriver races and he's been doing it. He's younger than I am, but he's been doing it since he was a teenager. Um, he's, he's kind of like quietly sponsored by dagger and all this stuff. And uh, our families have become pretty good friends. And so I get to do the lower salmon with him on rafts um, for a family trip. And I started thinking, well, I just want to do this on a board. So I did that with you, Paul, and my friend Charlie last summer. Was that your first? Pretty uh, well. Was that your first sub support? That was my first self sub support. Yeah, I earlier that spring I did the middle fork of the salmon with Darren at like four and a half feet or something, and his son, who's an incredible kayaker at age eleven, uh, and that's probably why I get to go on the river with him so much, is because me on my paddleboard. <laughs> uh, uh, at the top of my game is somewhere around the skill level of his 11 year old son learning to kayak. And so, you know, he's motivated <laughs> to take the boys out on the river <laughs> and, uh, I get to go along, you know? So, uh, he took a 10 foot raft, uh, with an oar frame and our gear. So that one wasn't self-support. He was, uh, supporting his son and his, uh, kooky, uh, sup friend. He's actually going down the middle fork. Uh, he's driving out there right now. He got a cancellation, and I uh, timing was not going to work out for me. He, he had another friend going on that one, but he manages to do this. I mean, he just remembers every rapid. You know, going down the middle fork, it's just like, oh, around this corner, there's gonna. He he tells me what it is, tells me I'm not going to die, and I just go because uh, I believe him. You know, so and that if I am thinking about doing a river, I just say, hey, Darren what do you think about this river? And he's like, yeah, you're good. You're not going to die. And, but he uh, also recommends you to, to jump in sections of Tumwater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there, I think sections are definitely doable. Um, so there's the three amigos and I've done part of that. He told me I could <laughs> do the first one and I looked at it. It was really low last summer and I, and I thought, yeah, I could, I could definitely do that, but I would, I would definitely, uh, roll around on some rocks. Um, it was really low. I, I wanted it a little higher. So then <laughs> we went from like a 1200 attempt to a 7,000 attempt. And, and I preferred the 7,000 at the third amigo was really, 
really pretty fun, but it was, it was wild. I think if I kept doing it over and over again, I definitely would have uh, smacked a boulder hard at some point. <laughs> I was, I was getting tired by the fifth attempt, but, but it was, it was straightforward. You know, there are some rapids down river and up river that I, you know, I should not go in. I mean, a very experienced local kayaker, um, uh, who just charges hard. He's, uh, broke his neck and fractured bones all over his face going through uh the rapid uh below that um just a, a few weeks ago you know and he and he's like i mean he's done it a million times and it's just one of those things where i think if you start doing the the really heavy duty stuff um it's only a matter of time um especially if you paddle just a little loose um <laughs> and, and so that's something where, uh, one, one of the big benefits of whitewater paddleboarding is, you know, the ridiculousness of it all kind of keeps you from thinking about a lot of class five, you know, <laughs> class four. Okay. Yeah. I can do this, especially if there's a place to clean up my act before I, <laughs> you know, get into some really dangerous stuff and class five just keeps on hammering on you. And so, you know, you just don't have much business in there. I mean, could somebody go down through it and not die? I'm sure. Will <laughs> will somebody? Yeah, probably, but not likely to be somebody that has like kids and a wife and all that. You know, eventually there'll be some real brave, invincible 20 year olds that do some crazy stuff because, you know, they've got no real responsibilities. I mean, that's the perfect time. I mean, I was invincible on a snowboard once upon a time and, uh, now and I then kids came. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I should probably stay alive. <laughs> Alan, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up there. Uh, uh, actually, no. Let's let's talk about one more thing. Um, yeah. What makes an attractive board? Well, I, I think. I think, uh, I mean, in board sports in general, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you before I, I'm going to clarify I can have, the question. I can give you a really long answer. <laughs> you could, yeah, because I have the design of the board, but what about just the, the look of a board? Does the look of the board matter if the design is there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, thinking about just, you know, getting this invincible 20 year old on a board, you know, one they're kind of expensive. Okay. I'm getting off track, getting, getting, uh, getting the sport to grow. I mean, I think there really is something to the whole aesthetic of it. You know, when you first see an inflatable paddleboard, I'm always surprised at the people that are still like, Oh, is that inflatable? Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course it's inflatable. Look at it. It's like a big marshmallow. Have you ever seen a surfboard? Like why would somebody make an epoxy board that has like these, these big round radiuses all over? Yeah. But, um, but then you have something like the jalapeno with the, with the double stack shape and they can get a more like refined shape to it looks like a kayak and I get kayakers all the time when I'm on that board they all oh that's a cool board that nobody says that's a cool board when I'm on my my Atcha 86 you know unless they're on on a longer flatter some other board made by some other maker but the uh, <laughs> but the kayakers you know they're not like oh look at that cool inflatable board and so I think there's something to that whole the way it looks, you know, and then surfers, right. Coming from the ocean, you know, they, 
like a nice pointy tip or whatever they like, you know, but a hard board, that's the whole aesthetic. They have a hard time getting that leash off their ankle. They have a hard time putting a helmet on their head. They have a hard time putting a life jacket on or a PFD. And so, um, I think there is something, uh, to the look and the style of something. And so, um, the double drop stitch design makes something that looks a little more, um, a little Relatable. more technical. Yeah. Something a little cooler. Um, and then hardboards, uh, are great, but I, I mean, more and more now I find myself trying to stay on a wave or do something where the board shoots up in the air and lands on my head, um, <laughs> or smashes me in the face as I come up out of, um, the foam pile. And, uh, and I'm always, I mean, there's just a lot of times where I'm kind of like, wow, that's nice that I had a helmet on and then that board was inflatable because it still can kind of make a solid impact. And so if I had a board with a, um, that was epoxy, um, that would probably hurt a little more. I, I do like the idea of kind of trying that a little bit more because there's, I mean, apparently there's more performance there, but I've always been, uh, on an inflatable. So I think, um, I think looks matter. But for me, going down the river, it's definitely like performance. Um, and you can't, you know, you can't pick a style that everyone's going to approve of. You know, I designed T-shirts for a little while. And the ones that sold the most weren't necessarily, like, some people hate it. Some people love it. If you make something everybody likes, nobody loves, right? You look at snowboards, there's a million different styles out there. And in the end you know, a lot of snowboarders have an allegiance to a brand and it doesn't matter what, what the design is, you know, they might lean towards one model versus another because they like the graphics more. Um, and they would only do that deep down in their soul and they would never admit it to anybody. Um, because I think, I think most people doing a sport like this, they know it's all about it's about performance. And so, but I, I have bought, uh, you know, things like a snowboard before and been like, Oh dang, the, that the graphics on that, on that smaller version, you know, on the, the graphics on the 58 is, is, uh, pretty cool. But unfortunately I'm getting a 63 and <laughs> that's all right. I will, I will enjoy it, you know? And so I think there's some of that, um, function above beauty essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the idea it still has, they should come together perfectly, but that's like 3D form. You got gra graphics is, you know, kill killer whales look cool. <laughs> Black and white. All right, there, there it is, Alan. <laughs> uh, staying fit, staying creative, uh, focusing on design and making it look good. You're an inspiration to me, Alan. Thanks so much for coming back onto the show. <laughs> yeah, hey, come back up. Oh, I look forward to it. All right, see ya.